I'm going to um, continue. Um, in our evening services over the last months, we've had this sort of loose theme of wisdom. And within that, I have been sort of, I've had my own little mini-series around the Psalms. Um, and uh, if you were here, I, I looked at uh, Psalm 139, uh, a psalm about how we see ourselves. And uh, uh, that, that wonderful, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, and we looked at Psalm 51 about the, the sort of uh, how we see our sin. And then last time I spoke, I spoke about uh, Psalm 8, you know, how we see the wonder of, of God's creation and our place in it. Um, and how in these Psalms that uh, we see how God's wisdom challenges the wisdom of this age. And one of the things that I'm passionate about is that this, this, there ain't nothing that this book does not speak truth into in our modern world. It's not something that's ancient and irrelevant, but something that speaks today. And tonight I want to turn to Psalm 46. And that's a psalm, it's about a psalm that, that it's a psalm that speaks into a, a situation when we're looking for wisdom when the world is shaken. So if you want to turn in your Bibles, if you've got them with you, turn in your Bibles to Psalm 46. The words are coming up on the screen. And as we read through this psalm, there will be some verses that you know very well. Um, so, and, and we'll see how they, they fit into the whole. So, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is, is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of the day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Father God, pray that you would just speak to us through these words by the power of your spirit tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing to say is that um, if you've got your Bibles open, you'll notice that this psalm is not ascribed to David. It's ascribed to the sons of Korah. And it's set in the context of, of catastrophic chaos, of troublesome times, of unparalleled certainty. It seems that the, the writer's world was crumbling round about him. And some believe that the, the psalm comes from the time when King Hezekiah was 
surrounded by the army of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. At that time we read that uh, numerous towns and villages in Judah had been overthrown and at least 185,000 troops had encircled Jerusalem. There's a first touch with relevance, isn't it? Of those towns and cities, of those troops encircling. And so the psalm was written at this time with the nation of Israel in mind, but it applies to us today. And so as we look through this psalm, I want to, uh, if you'll just forgive me, be, I want to be a little forensic as, um, as we look at the psalm, uh, to try and sort of dig deep into it, to get behind it, and to see what it might say to us tonight. And the first thing, if you've got your Bible open, one of the things you might notice in the psalm is that um, after verses 3, 7, and 11, there's a little word, selah. You might not find it in your text, but uh, it's in uh, italics, and it's uh, like um, like a musical notation, if you like. Um... We can't, people tend not to translate the word, um, but we get the impression that this is like a, a musical notation. It's a point, perhaps, where after those first three verses and then the next three verses and then the next verses, the, the, the musicians are called to just pause for a moment. Maybe to, to pause to think about what they've just sung, Maybe a moment to pause, perhaps to hear the instrumentalists play. But it's a moment of pause. Uh, in some, in the Septuagint, the earliest Greek translations of the, of the New Testament, they do translate it as the word intermission. Some translations put the word interlude. The Amplified Version puts it, and I love this, pause and think calmly about that. After every point, that you would pause and think calmly about what you've just read. And so therefore it splits the, uh, the psalm up. Um, it is this sense of, of just pausing, a break, if you like, to think. So that makes it easy for those of us who are preaching on this psalm because it splits it into three. And I, uh, I had a colleague once who thought, who said, all the best sermons have to have three points. I had another colleague who said, all the best sermons have to have three points, all starting with the same letter. And this psalm we can do that with because we can talk about God's promise, I've forgotten the other two. (laughs) This is how easy it is. God's presence and God's power. God's promise, God's presence, God's power. So now, Alan, you can go off to sleep because you know, you know all, the, all I'm going to say. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's look at the first, the first part, um, these first three verses. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, Selah. 
The word used for God here is the word in this first section is the word Elohim, which reminds us that he is creator, king, judge, saviour. Whenever we find ourselves in difficulty, God promises to be there, to be our refuge. That great creator, king, judge and saviour will be our refuge. Even when things that seem steady, that seem solid, now seem unstable. The word fortress, refuge, is used three times in this psalm. It's a place, of, a place to flee as running into this impenetrable shelter. God promises to hide and to help us. He is our very present help. The word very means he helps abundantly and greatly right now, right here in our present situation. Our very present help in trouble. Literally translated that line could be a help he has been found exceedingly a very present help in trouble therefore we will not we will not fear though the earth give way the psalmist is is thinking about the worst possible things that could happen he describes earthquakes and, and, and mountains slipping into the sea in the ancient world mountains were the solid things the things that didn't move which is why when Jesus said you will have faith that will move mountains it was such an incredible thing to say because these mountains were the solid heart of creation and the, the, uh, the psalmist imagines the, the mountains slipping away the mountains disappearing. In a sense, going back to Genesis, you know, when Genesis, the, the creation happens, when God separates the land from the sea. And here the psalmist sees the situation we're in now feels like the, the land slipping back into the sea. The mountains that we thought were firm and strong and steadfast are not. Imagine we can all imagine, we all know those times in our lives where the things that we thought were solid seem to slip away. And the psalmist is speaking right into this. He describes the roaring waters of the sea, that sense of things being completely out of control. If the, if the mountains were the, the firm, solid things, then the sea was the place of uproar, the, the place of, of, um, of the unknown. The depths of the sea were often the place where, where the, the people feared most. And the psalmist is saying, when our security is suddenly gone, when the things that we thought were firm and solid are, sh are shaken, we are to seek refuge in God himself. That our sense of helplessness and fear should drive us to him. And his promise is that he is there. An ever-present help in trouble. 
Selah. We rest on God's promises. Even when the world is turned upside down, even when our world is turned upside down, we run to him for refuge. On to verse 4. There is a river whose stream, streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. God promises his, his, our shelter when we seek him and we don't have to run too far. His presence is amongst us. This psalm, verse 4, points the, paints this picture of the river whose streams make glad the city of God. God's presence... <laughs> God's... Uh, um, Presence is depicted as this, this calm, gently flowing river through the city. The interesting thing is, unlike other great ancient cities, Jerusalem didn't have a river. If you think of the, the, the ancient cities, the, the ones that, to where the Euphrates ran, Rome built upon the Tiber, Jerusalem didn't have a city. God, God's presence is depicted as this river that runs through. God is in the midst of her. Verse 7, the Lord of hosts is with us. The, the word that's at that root is the word Emmanuel, which we all recognise from, from Christmas, from Isaiah, and from Matthew, Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. God is within us. We will not fall. God will help at the break of day. Other translations, God will help when morning dawns. No matter how things, how bad things get, God's presence means he will help us. When we wake up to start a new day, we will experience, as, as Jeremiah did in Lamentations, because of God's great love, his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. God is present with his people, even when the nations raise, the kingdoms totter. Again, rage is the same word used in verse 3 to describe the roar of the waters. So we have the rage of the waters and the rage of the nations. And in the midst of that, God's stream flows. When the nations are agitated like the waves of the sea, God is still with his people. No matter how things get, we count on his comforting, sustaining presence. Verse 7 says, the Lord of hosts is with us. 
And we're introduced here to another name for God, Jehovah Sabbath, which means Lord of the Angel Armies. We sing a song, don't we, about the angel armies somewhere, if I recall. God is the king and commander over the angel armies and he he mobilizes them to accomplish his purposes. God's presence amongst us, a mighty fortress is our God, is the the, um, the great hymn written by Martin Luther, the famous reformer, a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing, our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. And though this world with devils filled, filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, God, God, for God has willed his truth to triumph through us. Selah. We pause and we thank God for his presence among us even in the tumult, even in when things around us are shaken. So we've got his, we rest in his promise. We flee in his, to his presence. And finally, the third part of the psalm. We see, we've been, we've been thinking uh, in the morning about the heart of Jesus. I think in these verses, we sense the heart of God. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We're given the invitation to come and see what the Lord has done. We are, actually the the force of the words is that we are to run and pursue in order to see what the Lord has done. The word see has several nuances it's, it's that sense of, of spying out, of, of looking intently, of trying to observe, of, of, of the sense of surprise, hope, expectation, certainty, as we look to see what God is doing, as we look for God. Other older translations use the word, behold what the Lord has done. And it carries all those that, that idea of, of, of involvement, of, of emotional involvement, that sense of, of hope and expectation and surprise. Of, uh, and, it's, and it's an imperative, it's, it's a command that we should do this. The work of God is seen in that, that sense of bringing peace. He makes wars cease. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. At that time, the Assyrian Empire seemed to to hold sway. They seemed to be the mightiest. They seemed to be unbeatable. 
It seemed that the, the, the wars would never come to an end. They had overrun many smaller kingdoms and they hoped to conquer more. But God, it says, has other plans. A broken bowl is of no value, a shattered spear is no longer of any use, and chariots are not any good if they're on fire. The heart of God is to bring peace in our world and in our lives. It's, it would have been easy for the people of the time and it's easy for us now to feel helpless and, and hopeless as we look at the world and the situation that we see around us. But the psalm says God is in charge. Look and see what God has done. Be still. Most of the psalm is written in the third person, but here it gets to the point where God himself speaks and says, be still and know that I am God. It's probably the most well-known verse. You probably have heard that verse before. We've, we've sung it, haven't we? Be still and know that I am God. The picture is uh, not just of of. of of physical stillness. It's, it's more than that. It's a sort of, uh, has the sense of just um, unclenching, just letting go, of stop striving, stop fighting, stop all your effort, stop fretting and trying to work things through. Submit yourselves to God. Just be still and see what God can do. It's quite a challenge, especially to those of us who are activists, who want to do something all the time. Why aren't we doing this? We should be doing that. Be still and see what the Lord has done. Be silent. Zechariah says, be silent all flesh before the Lord. still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. As we quiet our souls and reflect upon the power of God as Lord over the whole world, we recognise his supremacy and the inevitable triumph that is to come. But until we are still and surrendered before him, the reality will not impact us. We don't stop and see it. No matter what happens, God is exalted among the nations. He is working things out for his glory and for our ultimate God. Good. The final verse is a repeat. Verse 11 is a repeat of verse 7. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Interesting. The God of Jacob. We know the story of Jacob, don't we? Jacob, who started out deceiving and twisting things and, and changing things, but God took him and moulded him. 
The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We praise God for his power. It's time to be still. To cease striving and surrender before him. Now I don't know where you are. One of the good things about sometimes reading the psalm is to put yourself in it. Where am I in this psalm? Where do I need to be? What do I need to hear? Maybe you are one of those who, who've been striving and struggling and God says, look, just be still. Maybe you're the one of those who just lost the sense of God's presence in your life. Maybe you, you've just lost that promise of God. Put yourself in the psalm. Where am I? Where do I need to be, Lord? What do I need to hear today, tonight? What's the message for me in the living word of God tonight? The message of this psalm is the wisdom of God. There is hope. All is not lost. What is our hope with the world the way it is? Why is everything not lost? Because God is our fortress, our ever-present help in trouble. When everything in this world tells us when everything in this world seems to fail us, God will not. When everything else in this world crashes in around us, God will hold us up. When nothing else makes sense in life, God will and does make sense. No matter what happens, we rest on God's promise, God's presence and God's power. Amen. Let's pray. Let's, uh, perhaps as the band comes back. Father God, we just thank you.